Welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. This is part three of the seven-part series, Hearing the Voice of Yeshua. Part three is titled, Look to See, Listen to Hear, Sense to Feel. I want you to know that this desire from our God, our Father, our Savior, to guide us with his voice through this life and into the next life did not start with Yeshua as he walked the earth. In fact, it has always been Elohim's desire to guide us and to do so with his voice and with visions and dreams. In Exodus 19, Jehovah tells us why he delivered the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, why he brought them out of slavery. As they gathered together at Mount Sinai, having been delivered from Pharaoh and these armies of Egypt, Jehovah spoke to Moses. And this is what he said. He said, You saw what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, you'll be a special treasure to me, a special people to me above all the earth. You will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Hear the desire of our Heavenly Father there. He brought them out of Egypt to himself, not to a mountain, not to a tabernacle, not to clay tablets, not to clay tablets, not to a religious system. He said, I brought you to myself. Now, if you will obey my voice. What does that mean? That means they were going to be able to hear his voice so they could obey his voice. In fact, a few days later, after they had consecrated themselves, uh, in chapter 20 of Exodus, Jehovah spoke from the top of that mountain out of a fire. And it wasn't a fiery bush. It was a, the whole mountain was on fire and he spoke to the children of Israel. So his desire is that all of his people, all of his sheep would hear his voice and follow him and obey that voice. Unfortunately, there at Mount Sinai in Exodus 20, uh, the people said to Elohim, we don't like this. We don't like you speaking from a rumbling earthquake out of a giant fire from the top of a mountain. And this is what they told Elohim. They said, you Elohim, talk to Moses, and Moses will talk to us. That We'd rather have that. And unfortunately, that is still the response of many Christians who come to faith in Yeshua, who turn to their Heavenly Father to have their sins forgiven and hope of eternal life. When Yeshua comes to them and wants to speak to them, they prefer to hear, they would prefer that Yeshua would talk to a pastor or an apostle or an evangelist, and that man or woman talk to them. And, you know, I'm not condemning people for doing that. It, we are afraid sometimes of the voice of Jehovah or afraid of what he might call us to do. What I'm saying is many Christians live below the level where they could be living because they don't want to hear the voice of Yeshua. Uh, they would rather it go through a man. Yeshua wants us to live on this level where he said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. He wants us to grow in our faith. He wants us to receive messages for ourselves and others. He wants us to be free of any fear that we might have. So hear the voice of our shepherd once again. John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice. 
I know them, and they follow me. Make this your desire. Make this your prayer. Stir this up in yourself. I want to live on a higher level than I am. I want to hear the voice of my shepherd. I want him to guide me through this life, very specifically. Now in John 16, 12, Yeshua said this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. Think about what Yeshua is saying here. Think about what's going on. Yeshua is talking to his 12 disciples. These are men that have walked with him and talked with him and lived with him for days and weeks and months. They've heard his teachings over and over again as he goes from town to town to town teaching the kingdom of Elohim. They've heard these parables. They've heard these statements. They've heard these clarifications. And they followed him as sheep following a shepherd. You would have thought that they would have gotten it all by now. But Yeshua is saying, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. See, they had not been filled with the Holy Spirit. Now in John 14, 17, I've talked in previous uh, sections. John 14, 17, Yeshua said, the Holy Spirit will be with you and he will be in you. The Holy Spirit's been with these men. He's been with the, these men creating faith in them and helping them to understand what Yeshua has said. But Yeshua is saying in John 16, 12, when the Spirit comes, when the Spirit fills you, he will guide you into all truth. So Yeshua has many things to say to these men who heard much of what he had to say, but it would not come until they had been filled with the Holy Spirit. So following our shepherd, he says many things to us in the scriptures. They're recorded by the apostles. And we can read the scriptures and we can know him and we can follow him and we can understand him. However, Yeshua says to us, I still have many things to say to you. Things that he wants to say, not through scriptures, but through the spirit, the indwelling spirit. It's sort of like stairs. It's progressive. Revelation from Yeshua is progressive. I mean, five years ago, I needed my shepherd to guide me in certain ways. And differently, five years later and five years from now, I will need my shepherd to be guiding me specifically and in different ways. It's, it's progressive. It's Many times it's time sensitive. Think of going up the stairs. Yeshua cannot teach us step 10 until we've learned step 1, step 2, step 3, and so on. There are many steps and it, there's a maturity level. Sometimes we're not mature enough to receive. Sometimes we haven't learned step three and can't receive step 10. My encouragement to you is to continue seeking, continue building your faith. In part one of this series, I mentioned that faith starts as a mustard seed and it grows and it needs constant attention. My encouragement is that you to seek Yeshua, with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. Open up your heart, open up your mind uh, to believe and to receive his spirit and to hear his voice. Now, part three is look to see, listen to hear, and sense to feel. What I'm talking about here are prophetic experiences. And I want to read to you from Isaiah 21, chapter 21, verse 3. Here's a prophet having a prophetic experience. 
He felt something, he heard something, and he saw something. Isaiah 21.3 Therefore my loins are filled with pain. Pangs have taken hold of me like the pangs of a woman in labor. I was distressed when I heard it. I was dismayed when I saw it. He's feeling pain in his loins. Severe pain. He said it's like the pains of a woman in childbirth. Then he said, I was distressed when I heard it. He heard something. I was dismayed when I saw it. This is where we get this phrase, look to see, listen to hear, sense to feel. The prophet Isaiah was feeling, hearing, and seeing all at the same time a message from the living Elohim, Yehovah. Let me look at these then three these three ways of receiving from Yeshua, three ways of hearing the voice of our shepherd. Let me look at these one at a time. Now, you might be saying, well, that was a prophet from the Old Testament. Um, but I'm, I'm just a sheep. I'm just a, a Christian. Is it still true for us today? Well, look at Acts 3.25. Acts 3.25 is not long after the day of Pentecost. And Peter, Peter addresses this. And I'll let you read that whole section. But Peter says, uh, Elohim communicated to the prophets of old. And Peter says, you are all sons of the prophets. So what's Peter saying there? The prophetic experiences of the Old Testament were for some men. Now the prophetic experiences are for all men and all women. We have the Holy Spirit. We have better promises. We have a new covenant. Let let the book of Acts, let Yeshua build your faith to say, yes, it's not just a few select people like the Old Testament, it this promise to hear the voice of Yeshua is for everyone. If you're a sheep, you can hear his voice. So number one, these prophetic experiences. Number one, look to see. Look to see. Now we're promised in Acts chapter 2 that when the Spirit came, there would be dreams and visions. And we should expect those from our Savior. In Jeremiah chapter 111, Jeremiah has a prophetic experience with the living Elohim. Jeremiah 1.11 Moreover, the word of Jehovah came to me. The word of Jehovah came to me. Jehovah's talking to Jeremiah, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then Jehovah said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. And the word of Jehovah came to me the second time, saying, What do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot and it is facing away from the north. And then Jehovah went on with a longer prophecy. There's an experience here between the living Elohim, Jehovah, the great God, the Almighty, and a man named Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is seeing things, and then the Lord speaks to him out of what he's seeing. The first is an almond tree, and the second is a boiling pot. So, Yeshua does the same with us. He'll give us a dream or a vision or a mental picture, and then he'll speak to us out of that. Now, in Acts 10, the Apostle Peter had a similar experience. Peter was on a rooftop, and he was traveling with the gospel of Yeshua. And one of the things Peter was struggling with was, was this gospel 
for the Jews only, or also for the Gentiles. Well, Yeshua gave Peter a vision, and I won't go into the details, it's Acts 10. The point of it was, is through this vision, Yeshua communicated with Peter that yes, the gospel was for the Gentiles also. In fact, right after the vision ended, some Gentiles came to the house where Peter was staying, and they were asking Peter to come and preach the gospel at the house of Cornelius. This was a Gentile man who was had also seen Yeshua in a vision and was told to call for Peter. So Peter went to Cornelius' house, and Peter preached the gospel to a group of Gentiles. They believed they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Think of the importance of this moment. Peter is one of the prominent apostles of Yeshua. He is he was going out to preach the gospel and to share this to the world. And he he needs to know whether he should be preaching to Gentiles, going to the homes of Gentiles. He he would not do as a good Jew, he would not go to the home of a Gentile or eat with a Gentile, and that would make him unclean. Yeshua appears to Peter in a vision and says, Don't call any man unclean whom I've cleansed, whom I've chosen. This opened the door for the gospel to the Gentiles. And aren't we glad because now we as Gentiles have heard the gospel of Yeshua. It's spread to the four corners of the earth. I've had experiences of, of visions and dreams many times. I'll tell you of one. In 2008... Father called me to go to Jerusalem to walk and pray. Uh, it was in the winter of 2008 and spent five days prayer walking in the old city of Jerusalem and new parts of the new city of Jerusalem. Now, this was my first trip to Israel and I'd never been to what's called the Western Wall or the Wailing Wall. It's, it's a place in Jerusalem that has become a pilgrimage site for people from all over the world to pray and to call upon Jehovah. Now, I had seen pictures of the Western Wall and videos, and it never attracted me. What I saw was people putting pieces of paper in a wall. I saw, you know, you know, people with their heads up against the wall or uh, rocking back and forth. And I saw some of the Jewish people with the big black hats and the long hair and, and you know, I had learned through the years that you can pray anywhere, and I'd done a lot of prayer walking. I'm not putting people down for doing that, but it, I was not attracted to go to a wall to pray and, you know, didn't really think it was an important place. So I've been prayer walking in Jerusalem, and it wasn't the Western Wall was not one of the first places that I went to. But I remember that I had the thought one day, well, I should at least go there and see it and see what's going on there and, and at least know it, know the Western Wall. And when I turned the corner to come around into this large courtyard that leads down to the Wailing Wall, I had this vision. I saw an angel standing at the Western Wall in Jerusalem. He, he was huge, probably four stories tall, 40, 50 feet tall. In this vision, this angel was dressed in white. He had a golden sash. He was, he was awesome, amazing, mighty, and he had a sword in his hand. And then I saw these black 
they look like black birds or bats, kind of maybe a combination between black birds and bats. And they were nowhere near the size of this angel. And they were coming down. And he was, the angel was fighting off these black things. Obviously, they were demons with his sword. They couldn't, they wanted to get to the wailing wall. These were distracting spirits, discouraging spirits, unclean spirits. They were wanting to come in to the western wall and impact these people and distract them and stop them from praying. But the angel was fighting them off. What does that say? It says that the enemy knows the western wall is important. The enemy knows that real, real true and powerful prayers are going up from there, that men and women of faith go to the western wall to pray to Yeshua and expect their prayers to be answered. The enemy was trying to hinder those prayers and those people. And Yeshua had assigned one of his mighty angels there to fight back the plans and purposes of the enemy. Well, that changed my whole attitude about the Western Wall. So I went down there and I, I said to myself, if this is this important, I need to go down to this wall and I need to pray. And then Yeshua confirmed the importance of this place. Uh, the first man that I saw as I was walking down to the Western Wall, there was a man there, obviously from the United States. He had a green, green beige Packers jacket on. And he was down there praying. And then I realized, oh, it's not just Jewish people. It's not just religious people coming here to do a religious activity. There are spirit-filled people from all over the world coming to this place to lift up their prayers to the Almighty. I'm so glad that Yeshua gave me that vision. He corrected my thinking. I had a negative thought because of what I'd seen in the natural, what I'd seen on, vis on videos and the news. And since that time, I've been back to the Western Wall many times. And it's a special place. It's sort of like a house of prayer. It's sort of like uh, Jacob at Bethel. This is when he had that vision of the angels ascending and descending upon the earth. It's, it's an open door. Look to see. This is one of the ways that our shepherd Yeshua speaks to us. Number two, listen to hear. Listen to hear. In Habakkuk 2.1, the prophet writes, I will stand my watch and set myself on the wall of the city and watch to see what Jehovah will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. I want you to see the heart of the prophet here. Habakkuk says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the wall of the city. He is separating himself from his normal life. I'm going to go up to a high place. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch to see what Jehovah will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. He is determined to hear from Jehovah. He's not just going through life hoping that somehow the Almighty will break in. He's spending time waiting and he's listening. He's purposely listening. And read Habakkuk chapter 2. There's a conversation that goes on between the Most High and this man who's waiting on the wall. And we can have those same type of conversations if we're listening to hear the voice of our shepherd. Now the Apostle Paul 
had a similar experience in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 and 9. We don't specifically know what it was, but Paul had some type of physical infirmity. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 and 9, he says three times he pleaded with the Father to remove this infirmity from him. And then Father God spoke to Yeshua, spoke, sorry, spoke to Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And not only was that a word for Paul, a word that he heard specifically, but it's a word for us. Many times Yeshua has spoken those words to me when I've been crying out for something about my life to change or something that I desire. Think of it. Yeshua's telling Paul no. Paul is earnestly pleading with the mighty Savior to heal him. And Yeshua says, no, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Paul also knew that he had this infirmity to keep him from becoming proud, to keep him humble. There was a purpose. And the words of the shepherd coming to Paul helped him understand what that purpose would be, was and what it would be. And it helps us understand that as well. Now, there was a time in my life several years ago when I was uh, in a time of prayer, literally in the closet of our house. At the house, the house we were living in at the time, the upstairs had a side closet. And so I was in, it was a big room. I was in there praying. That's where I would go every day in the winter to pray. And I remember thinking, well, maybe I should just sit quietly and listen for a little bit. I'm not saying I did that every day, but some days I did that. And, and one day when I decided to sit quietly and listen, Yeshua sent an angel. An angel entered that closet. And this is what the angel said to me. Daniel, Yeshua did not die to redeem servants to God. God has many servants. Yeshua died to redeem sons to God. Now let me unpack that for you for a minute. For a minute, Daniel, Yeshua did not die to redeem servants to God. God has many servants. They're called angels. And if you read the book of Daniel, Revelation, there are multitudes of angels, too many for men to count. These are the ones who serve the Almighty. These are the ones who serve Yeshua. Yeshua died to redeem sons, and that's not gender-specific. Sons and daughters. We have been redeemed in our Savior. We've been brought to the new life, the new birth, through Yeshua. That was the purpose of his death. And what Yeshua was saying to me through that angel in that closet was, Daniel, I want you to see yourself as a son, not a servant. Up until that time in my life, I did see myself as a servant a servant of God. And that's not bad. It's not wrong. But Yeshua is saying, I'm bringing you to a, a, a higher level of identity, a higher level of knowing me, a higher level of function on planet earth, a higher place of authority. He wanted me to know that my identity is as a son and I can walk the earth as a son. Listen to here. Now, another time uh, I was in a prayer meeting and there was, a, there was a lady there who was ill. In fact, she had become disabled in different ways. And she had come for prayer. And 
I, I believe, you know, she was a believer and, and she had the Holy Spirit. And I believe that she had heard the voice of Yeshua previously, uh, but in a, in a, you know, a difficult time, a difficult time. And I remember I laid my hands on this woman and I began to pray in tongues. And as I was praying in tongues, she was, she wasn't saying, but she was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was praying in tongues. And she was agreeing with her, mm-hmm. She was agreeing. She was understanding what I was saying. Now, it says in 1 Corinthians 12 that there are, 1 Corinthians 14, there are tongues and there are interpretation of tongues. She, she was either hearing in English what I was saying in a different language, or she was understanding that different language. And how awesome is this, that Yeshua, her shepherd, my shepherd, Yeshua was speaking through me to her and doing it through a tongue, a miracle that she was understanding what I was saying. She was exhorted that day. She was encouraged that day. Uh, she was, you know, A real peace came over her. Now, she was not healed physically, just like Paul in 2 Corinthians. This woman was not healed physically, but she was given the strength and the peace and the courage to go on uh, in a more victorious fashion after that. Listen to here. Number three, sense to feel. The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 21 heard, felt these pains in his body like a woman in labor, and, and then Father God gave him a message out of that. Now in verse 1 of Isaiah 21, Isaiah said, The burden against the wilderness of the sea. Isaiah 22.1 says, The burden against the valley of vision. The burden. Personally, I've felt this prophetic burden. It's like a yoke coming on your shoulders or a weight coming on your shoulders. It's a weight that comes upon me until I speak the prophetic word. It's a burden. I'll get a burden for a person. I'll get a burden for a city. I'll get a burden for a congregation. And it, and it sits on me like a weight. And I can feel it until I have an opportunity to give this prophetic word. Now, I've had this experience where I'll contact a pastor and, and with a word for his congregation, and we'll talk about it. And you know, So he schedules me weeks out, or I'll have a word for a, a person, and I'll contact them, and days go by. This does not lift from me. It's not painful, but it's a weight that's on me. It's something that I feel until I have the opportunity to give the prophetic word. As another example of this, I was in a prayer meeting a number of years ago in the morning, and nothing was wrong with my body. And in the prayer meeting in the morning, I was scheduled to go into one of the prisons later that day in the evening to teach a Bible study I was teaching. My body was fine. I remember the whole time in prayer that morning, I was fine. And as I was walking from that house to my car, leaving that prayer meeting, this, this shooting pain entered my neck. 
it, it on a scale of one to ten it was a seven or an eight a shooting pain and it stayed and i was blessed to know from the holy spirit and i i said almost immediately this isn't my pain there was no reason for me to be have suddenly severe neck pain i didn't move wrong i didn't get in the car some awkward way this just pain came into my neck and i remember thinking this is not my pain and immediately i began to pray for someone i just lifted up this to father god father i i pray for someone with severe neck pain well that pain stayed me with me all day and even as i went into the prison to teach that evening it was with me so as the as the men were there for bible study I started out, I explained to them what had happened to me that morning. And I said, I want to pray for you. Anybody in this room who has severe neck pain, I want to pray for you. Well, before I got a chance to pray, a hand went up in the back. And one of the men at the Bible study, this is what he told us. He said, I was in a car accident years ago. I had a neck injury. I've had severe pain in my neck for years. It's, it's there. It never goes away. He said this morning, I think he said at 11 o'clock, but he said this morning and gave a time, that pain left my body. So I came out of that prayer meeting about 9 o'clock in the morning, and sometime yet that morning, that man was healed. from, And he was rejoicing. He had spent the first day in many years, the first day without pain in his neck. And then there were others in that meeting that I prayed for with neck pain. The point is this, sense to feel. When you get a, a feeling or a sensation in your body, it's not always an illness or, or a, an injury. It can be the prompting of Yeshua to pray for someone else. Another time, um, I had a part of my life where I was running 5K races and half marathons and I developed some type of injury in my hip. And it was it it was stiff, it was painful at times, and it bothered me. I mean, it did not keep me from training and it did not keep me from prayer walking, but it bothered me. Well, I was leaving on a prayer walking trip and on a Friday night and I was going to spend Saturday and Sunday in this other town prayer walking and that Friday my hip was very painful probably the worst it had been and I mentioned as I was leaving to go to this other town I mentioned to Laura that my hip was hurting and I may have asked her to pray for me I don't remember but I did mention that my my hip was hurting well I got to that town spent the night got up Saturday and walked, prayer walked all day Saturday. I didn't think about my hip. When I, when I called Laura Saturday evening to check in, one of the first things she said was, how's your hip? I hadn't thought about my hip. I said, I said now that you mention it, my hip is fine. I haven't had any pain all day long. And she said, well, when I woke up this morning, I had pain in my hip. It was the same hip that I had pain in. She said, I, my hip hurt all day long, so I've been praying for you all day long. And Laura said, now the pain's gone. And the pain was gone from me, it was gone from her, and I was healed. So I was on an assignment for Yeshua. Yeshua put a burden on Laura. The burden prompted her to pray, 
and through the agreement that we have as believers, Yeshua gloriously healed my hip, and I haven't had any problem in that hip since then. Hallelujah. Glory to Yeshua. He is our shepherd. He speaks to us. He guides us. He heals us. He, he brings glory into our lives and joy and peace into our lives through his voice. Yeshua said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. In John 16, 12, Yeshua said to his apostles, he says to us, I still have many things to say to you. Now, brothers and sisters in Messiah, this is my encouragement to you. Out of Acts 3.25, where Peter said, You are all sons of the prophets. You don't have to be have some special call to be a prophet, to hear the voice of Yeshua. You're a sheep. You're a believer. You're one of his. You belong to him. He died and rose again to save you. You have the Holy Spirit. You have everything you need to hear his voice. My encouragement and exhortation to you is, Read the book of Acts. Read the book of Revelation. Talk to people. Talk to people you know who have seen visions, who have heard the voice, who have sensed his prompting or his message in their very bodies. Talk to these people. Sit like Habakkuk in a quiet place. Pursue and ask and keep on asking. And when I say read the book of Acts, read the book of Revelation, these are people real people like you and me who had these experiences of looking to see, listening to hear, and sensing to feel. Now receive this blessing. Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. Shalom.